0: Hello, America. It's Friday, February 19th, 2016, and This Should Be the News presents The Week That Wasn't. A service for the blind and illiterate from This Should Be the News, brought to you by $10 Shave Club. $10 Shave Club. Send us $10 a month and we will sign you up for $5 Shave Club at our address and ship the package directly to you within a few business days. Sure, it's more expensive than $5, but that's still less than most hair suit listeners will spend on razors in a month. And with us, you're dealing direct with the middleman. Kanye West tops this year's Forbes list of celebrity self-worth. Once again, rapper Kanye West has topped Forbes' annual celebrity self-worth list with a staggering self-worth of $47 trillion bajillion thousand trillion U.S. dollars. This shatters the previous record, also held by Kanye, of $999,999,999.67 billion U.S. dollars. Kanye brought in Hall of Fame boxing and ring announcer Michael Buffer to announce the record shattering number, but he passed out after the seventh comma. Buffer is said to be resting comfortably in a fine Presbyterian hospital. Kanye was unavailable for comment, but his publicist made sure to let us know that Kanye made no effort to visit the ailing Buffer or to wish him well. The food babe is downgraded to Food Looker after getting high and eating a Pop-Tart. We go now to our food correspondent, Mark Pants. Mark Pants, take it away. Thank you, Mark Pants. This is Mark Pants from Charlotte, North Carolina, where the food blogger and self-described food babe woke up to a new face in the mirror this morning after a bachelorette party devolved into a bachelorette bender. Not since Helen of Troy has a stunning, charismatic beauty launched more uneducated people into uncharted and dangerous waters. For Helen, it was war, and for the food babe, it is blathering on with unfounded, unsolicited, and unproven nutritional mumbo-jumbo, digested by millions of gullible Americans as easily as bleached flour and refined sugars. However, last night she may have lost her unparalleled radiance, once the envy of Hollywood starlets and the aspiration of women meeting with their plastic surgeons the world over. Her beauty betrayed by a single toaster pastry in a moment of THC-induced weakness at a friend's house in the early morning hours on Sunday. A friend dropped a strawberry Pop-Tart into the toaster and offered her one. They always say the first one's free. Maybe it was the decadent smell of deforestation, as the palm oil was heated between two electric heating elements, no doubt powered by dirty coal from a filthy yet rugged plant belching out carbon dioxide like the bad boy Chippendale dancer she saw puffing on an unfiltered palm mall behind the club she'd just been to hours before. Perhaps the ding of the toaster was like the siren song, high frucose corn syrup and xanthian gum call you food babe, and they don't judge. Perhaps it was the thought of unpronounceable ingredients doing unspeakable things in her mouth bryonic and red hydrochloride I don't know niacin amide monocalcium phosphate and thiamine hydrochloride all at once my god her fans and certainly her husband mustn't know she only remembers the first bite and the morning she woke up in the guest bedroom she knew the damage was done she shuffled down the sun-drenched hallway to the water closet bracing herself every step for the way for the horror show she knew that she'd meet in the mirror the ice-cold bathroom tiles welcomed her feet to the grim reveal. She raised a heavy hungover head to meet her new persona. The face was no longer that of a food babe. The sins of the night had taken their toll. Pop-tarts don't forgive. Pop-tarts don't forget. Now she was simply a looker. In political news, Trump does it again. Mexico Groupon's two million Chinese privacy screens for border wall. New York, New York. Say what you will about the multiple bankruptcies and brash style of billionaire presidential hopeful Donald J. Trump, but the man knows how to broker a deal. The author of The Art of the Deal has delivered on his bold promise to get Mexico to pay for a wall to keep Mexican rapists, murderers, and normal people from entering America and mingling with our rapist murderers, and normal people. And he isn't even president yet. The Mexican president announced in an upbeat tweet that he was on board and going to take advantage of the limited time offer. Not only was he going to line the Mexican-American border with the folding privacy screens, but he was thrilled with the negotiations. We estimated it will take two million of the folding room dividers to complete the long land border between the two nations. Trump's approval numbers were actually down slightly following the announcement, so he kicked a kid in a wheelchair and called Jeb Bush a cuckold mama's boy, and they surged back up just a bit. GOP to delay SCOTUS vote until Scalia clone emerges from Recombo DNA chamber. The Heritage Foundation is encouraging Republicans to delay voting for Justice Antonin Scalia's right-wing successor to the Supreme Court of the United States while they work out the kinks in their Recombo DNA cloning laboratory. Since Scalia died suddenly and his will did not name an heir to his throne, the president is left to his own judgment to select a justice. This is noted somewhere in the Constitution, presumably in the back. However, since Obama has just entered the 37th month of his 48-month presidential term, his eligibility to nominate someone is obviously in question. You don't have to be a constitutional scholar to know the framers were clear when they implied that he should stop doing his job now. It's just common sense. Ted Cruz chimed in on the campaign trail, adding... We cannot allow this illegitimate president born in Kenya to divide the country further by doing something I do not approve of. He mustn't be allowed. Mustn't, mustn't, mustn't. Only when I am elected can we have an illegitimate president born in Canada select the Scalia clone child. The junior Scalia should be two to three months old by my inevitable inauguration, and he will be ready to rule. Scientists for the Heritage Foundation think tank have had success making bubble-eyed dog boys recently and are hopeful they can engineer an age of eternal Supreme Court justice appointments through a cloning-eugenics hybrid program. Our next story is in science and technology, and we bring in our technology reporter, Mr. Mark Pants. Take it away, Mark Pants. Thanks, Mark Pants. Psychiatrists look to virtual reality to stop middle-aged celebrity vanity rock band projects. You know, narcissistic personality disorder is a serious mental disease that can have devastating consequences for middle-aged white actors. These delusions of rock grandeur, which are often inspired by their own overinflated egos and the yes-men they tend to surround themselves with, make these diseased actors actually think they can switch careers midstream and enjoy the same kind of success they did playing make-believe in Hollywood. Their ex-wives and agents rarely share their budding enthusiasm for this new career path. But their cries often fall on deaf ears as the actors begin accumulating expensive recording gear, hiring session players, and buying rock and roll artifacts that were once owned by actual, competent rock musicians at auction. Years of lucrative acting and tens of thousands of dollars can be wasted as they spiral down this rock star wannabe toilet bowl. But psychiatrists think they finally have a solution. Enter virtual reality. Not the crude, blocky VR of the 90s like Lawnmower Man, the movie, or Nintendo's infamous Virtual Boy console, but these are new players in this space, big boys like Samsung, Oculus VR, Sony, Microsoft, and Google. They're developing immersive worlds that need to be experienced to be appreciated. The technological leap between that first generation of VR you may remember and the bleeding-edge tech of today is as wide as the Snake River Canyon. The real good news is that these new headsets are more than entertainment. They have serious medical applications. Let's create a hypothetical male thespian in the throes of a midlife crisis. He's a successful actor, but he wants to be a rock star. His guitar licks are pedestrian and his songwriting uninspired. Uh, We'll call him Billy Bob, but, but his name's not important. Psychiatrists are working on a program that would give our Billy Bob the experience he is desperate to have without the danger of ruining his reputation. And it won't break his bank account either. Once Billy Bob puts on these VR goggles, he is instantly a rock star. He starts his adventure on tour and the bus as it pulls up to a 10,000-seat arena. The marquee reads, sold out. There are screaming fans waiting outside the bus, and Billy Bob has the option to sign the autographs or snarl and push past the gathered crowd. There are groupies backstage, and it looks so real he may just find himself pulling up his actual fly as he approaches the stage after meeting him. And the stage, the stage, the stage seems as real as the most vivid personal memories, and the band is even better. With virtual reality, there is nothing stopping one from playing with long gone rock gods, like Keith Moon or or Jimi Hendrix. Does Billy Bob wanna play lead guitar for Guns N' Roses with Axl Rose on the mic? Well, now he can do that. He can stand on stage with, with, with his virtual dick in his virtual hand, like some virtual asshole waiting for the virtual Axl Rose to finish a virtual episode of Rugrats in his virtual dressing room before he wants to go on. The sights and the sounds, the smells, it's all very real, warts and all. And all this will be a reality soon. Well, a, a virtual reality at least. See, uh, Johnny Depp and Russell Crowe are currently beta testing the latest near-complete software. They're said to be on the 30th week of an 11-week tour. They just can't stop rocking. They love it. Bruce Willis was in the original pilot program called Project Bruno, but it is rumored that uh, he would not return any of the equipment until his wine cooler demands were met. Uh, The project coordinators hope to have the software ready in a couple months. They pray it'll be enough time to get Shia LaBeouf on board. We understand that he's working on an album. This has been The Week That Wasn't. Make sure to check out This Should Be The News on Twitter, Facebook, and of course at thisshouldbethenews.com.